his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Thank you all for coming out today. Uh, we want to be as efficient as possible today. We have a board meeting starting, a committee meeting, I should say, starting at 5 o'clock and our guests that are... Uh, coming, have other things on their agenda, so we want to take care of business as much as possible. I'm going to turn this over to the superintendent's delegate at this point, Dr. Will Perez. Thank you. Good afternoon, uh, Madam President and board members. I would just like to advise the board that Superintendent Williams is in Albany uh, this afternoon. She's testifying with her Big Five uh, conference superintendents uh, before the Joint Education and Fiscal Budget Committees of the State Legislature. For this meeting today, the board will review and consider a resolution related to negotiations, and I'll turn it back over to President Feldkamp. Thank you, Dr. K, as I affectionately call him. Uh, we are very appreciative of the work that you do for us, Dr. K. Uh, if you don't know, he uh, handles a lot of the board's uh, personal um, uh, work, um, he assists us in almost everything that we do. In addition to that, he has, he's probably an octopus on any given day because he's doing so many things and so many balls in the air. But we want to take the time to say we appreciate you and thank you for filling in, filling in the gap for our superintendent. With that said, we are pleased and very proud to have uh, the honor of our teachers, Union President, Mr. Phil Rumor here today, and we have uh, our committee and have the opportunity to address the board, and we'd like to hear what he has to say in regards to this. Mr. Rumor, would you please come forward? Thank you, Madam President, members of the board, important and instrumental staff members. I have uh, just wanted to come, uh, I've read your resolution, uh, and I've come to say that while we may disagree, one of the things that we've had in the past, that's the most important thing that we do, is we find a way to come together. Uh, and we are committed to working with you to come to an agreement that not only uh, is good for the staff, but for our kids. We are very cognizant of the fiscal position. We've worked very hard and won't be along with you. We unprecedented amounts of money that the thanks to Governor Hopo, who's been very good about you know, supporting money. But I just come to say that we look forward to continuing to work together because I am confident that we will have a contract and an agreement 
that we can all be proud of and say serves this district and our kids. So that's all I have to say, and I just want to say thank you. I may have to leave a little early. I do have a doctor's appointment. No, it's not a psychiatric doctor's appointment. Thanks <laughs> very much. But you know, I just say thank you for your past support. We will get it done together, and we'll all be proud of it, and we'll continue to work together. Thank you so much. Thank you, um, President Rumor. I am sure that the board appreciates those comments. We are certainly committed to making sure that our teachers, who are devoted teachers, are taken care of. We know that we cannot do this mission without them, and we highly respect each and every one of them. And we are appreciative that you took the time out of your schedule today to come before the board. With that said, we're going to uh, move forward with the business of this special meeting. Uh, I. Uh, uh, would appreciate if our counsel, uh, Mr. Nate Kuzman, would step forward and uh, presentation accordingly. Thank you. Thank you, board members. Good afternoon. Uh, Good afternoon. Members of the public that are here, members of the media, thank you for being here. And President Ramor, it's good to have you here as well. Um, I'm glad you came and I'm glad you said those words. As we've said from the beginning, you know, it is of utmost priority that we get a contract settled for our vital teachers who are doing the hard work day in and day out. And I know that we can get it done together. We're going to get this done, and we're going to get it done soon, aren't we, President Ramore? Yes, we are. Because our teachers deserve it. Okay? So thank you for your words, and um, I'm going to hold you to that commitment. I hope you hold me to it. Okay? Um, so as you know, uh, colleagues, uh, you know, we spent the better part of the fall doing a couple of different things. Of course, we asked for fact-finding, you know, as a school district uh, last June, and we spent the better part of the fall um, submitting evidence uh, to a fact-finder that was appointed by the Public Employment Re Relations Board, a gentleman by the name of Robert Redden, local guy that's been doing this kind of work for uh, somewhere the past 30 years. Um, you know, and both parties, uh, you know, had the opportunity to submit evidence uh, to the fact finder, uh, to submit argument to the fact finder, to reply to each other's positions, and then ultimately meet with the fact finder uh, <clears throat> to uh, answer any questions that he had. And that, that the culmination of that was a report that was issued, report with recommendations that were issued last week um, uh, on the 30th to the parties. And of course, you know, those have been distributed to members of the board. We've talked about that. Uh, in executive session um, and of course it's a public document you know for public consumption so I think we all know what the report says what it contains and I think we all would you know e acknowledge that it, it addressed a finite limited number of issues uh, you know that were selected by the parties that we felt needed to be decided at that point you know by the fact finder there are other items um, that beyond that that still need to be discussed um, and, and negotiated by the parties. And we're going to be uh, prepared to do that uh, in the coming weeks and days, as, as I will explain later. Um, but, you know, we also spent the better part of the fall continuing negotiations and, of course, posturing in our own sort of way about offers that were made and characterizations of those offers and how much they costed and how far apart we were um, you know, in terms of the economics of this deal, we are ready to move beyond that, okay? Um, what you're going to see today and what I'm going to present is, 
the fair, competitive, and quite honestly, generous package that's on the table uh, to our teachers. It's over $200 million. Um, it will put real money in their pockets immediately, and I'm going to share a few examples. And the concessions that, are, that were obtained through the fact finder's recommendation, which really is for active employees, it's, it's contributions toward health insurance, are nominal in comparison to the money that is on the table for our teachers. And each and every day that goes by is money that is not in our teachers' pockets. It's money that they're unable to utilize for their families. Our 3,800 teachers and the families that, that rely on them for the money that they bring home uh, each and every paycheck. So focusing on the wages, um, and this is, uh, these are the fact finders recommendations, but in many ways they mirror what's been on the table uh, for, for, for several months now uh, from the district. Um, with, with the exception of the last year here uh, in 2025. And you'll see immediately upon ratification, which is important language because that means we're not looking backwards in terms of a date in which this is, this, this doesn't, this 8% won't kick in until the contract is ratified. So each and every day that goes by is money that are not being provided to our teachers. July 1 of 2023, another 6% increase, followed by a 4% the following year, and 3% uh, in the last year. And that was the fact finder added that in, and he put some language, depending on inflation at that time, that that could be an open-ended sort of, you know, if inflation is still high at that point, maybe we renegotiate that figure at that point in time, depending on the, the inflation number. Um, that's 21% and increases over about a three and a half year period, roughly. Also included an 8% one-time signing bonus uh, based on the, on the current teacher's salary. Um, once again, these are not retroactive. And as I've said, the longer we go, the longer this we're at impasse, the longer we don't get this done, it's hurting people, okay? It's hurting families that need this money, okay? It's also hurting the school district in some ways. It's hurting hiring, it's hurting recruitment, it's hurting retention, it's hurting our children because you bring, you know, the disgruntledness, the animosity that you're feeling because you don't have a contract, you haven't had one for almost four years now, you're focused on that, that impacts how you perform at work. You know, we, and that's why we set out from the beginning and said we want to make our teachers happy. We are in a sound financial position. We want to make that investment in our teachers because we know how important they are. Each and every one of us that's in this room right now can probably list on all of our fingers the number of teachers in our lives that have impacted us in a significant way. Okay, there's no denying that, and you can't put a price tag on that. Unfortunately, we do have some limitation, despite how, what we feel. We know teachers should be paid more than what we can afford, but we have to live within our means. And so I wanted to give two very specific examples today of just a six-month snapshot of what the economic impact is on teachers, and I've, I've selected a few. It's based on our scattergram, um, but there are hundreds 
within these two categories and hundreds around them for a total of thousands. And so this is not something that I pick these purposefully and intentionally um, to show the real, real economic impact that the recommendation will provide for our teachers. So you look at a teacher's with a master's degree, which uh, at step 13, okay, which is somewhat in the middle of our 27-step schedule. And everybody at step 13 would have a master's degree or greater at that point. Um, their current salary, this person's current salary is $65,561. Immediately upon ratification, they get a bonus of $5,245. They also get a salary increase of $5,245, bringing their new salary to $70,806. As of July 1, 2023, that's four and a half months from now, they get another 6% plus their step to 14, okay, bringing their new salary to $77,215 from the previous number, that's another increase of $6,409. The total salary difference in just a four and a half month period of time is $11,645 plus the $5,245 bonus. Now, take into account that those same teachers, we, we run a very robust summer program. Now, any teacher that wants to work one two hundredth to run our summer programs, that means they earn their daily rate during the summer, can do that. That's their choice. They don't have to if they want their summers off. That's certainly to spend with their families or do other things. That's certainly their prerogative. But because of that, those two salary bumps, the 8 and the 6%, this individual would have an opportunity to earn another $1,457 on top of what they would normally earn during the summer. This does not take into account any money that they, because all, the salary increases apply to coaching stipends. They apply to after-school pay. If you're going to do home instruction, if you're going to work a Saturday academy, all of that applies. It doesn't take any of that into account. Okay, this is just talking base numbers. And so the total monetary benefit to our teachers of this teacher over a six-month period of time is $18,347,000 of a difference. Okay, that's significant. And it shouldn't be discounted, and it should result in a contract getting done now. Okay, now you look at the next example. This is a teacher at step 22 with a master's plus 30. Not an uncommon thing. Close to 100 of our teachers have this, and there are hundreds in and around that band. Their current salary is $86,991. With their bonus, that's almost a $7,000 bonus, $6,959 plus a $6,959 salary increase, bringing their new salary upon signing of this contract to $93,950. Four and a half months from now, they get another 6% increase on that salary, plus they get their step going down to step 23. That's another salary increase of $7,802. Okay, that total salary difference in a four and a half month period of time is $14,761. Their summer increase, if they choose to work summer, that's an additional $1,845. For a total net benefit of that teacher when you include the bonus of $23,565 in a six-month period of time, okay? 
That's significant. That's meaningful. It's not to be discounted. Now, turning to the health insurance, um, the fact finder's recommendations, and, and today I'm focusing more on impacts on active employees, right? Our folks working presently in the system. The fact finder recommended that our teacher health insurance contributions, it wouldn't be immediately impacted on ratification, okay? Which means he recommended a July 1, 2023 20, 20, start date for the 10%, which really doesn't start until September because that's when we start making the, the modifications to health insurance contributions. So the numbers that I showed you on the previous slide wouldn't be impacted at all over the course of the next six months. There's no money being taken out other than, you know, typical salary, social security, pension, whatever, whatever that may be, typical stuff that, that, that um, are normal payroll deductions. So effective, and, and that's from what, it's an increase from what we, what's right now, it's a flat dollar amount, um, but right now it works out to about 7% of, of premium contribution towards, towards salary. And the, the fact finder also said that, you know, the concern is, well, if you do a percentage, then that increases each and every year, right? And if we don't have a contract, our health insurance costs are growing, but, um, but we're not getting raises to sort of offset that. And, and the fact finder wisely addressed that by saying that in any year where there is not a, a salary increase, that percent, the, the amount is frozen. Okay, and that's a common thing that we've done in, in, in other agreements. Um, and I think the fact finder wisely, you know, addressed that concern, you know, by putting that provision in his recommendations. But I wanted to show, and I think it's important to show, really what the true impact of that is to a teacher once those increases kick in. Okay, and I think what you'll see up from the, the slide here is that it's, it's, it's really not terribly significant. I mean, it's meaningful. I'm not going to say it's not. And certainly this number could grow, you know, year over year. You know, health insurance pre-COVID would go up 4 or 5% a year. Um, it has been relatively uh, flat for a number of, for a number of, of reasons. Um, and we have four plans right now, uh, you know, uh, for our teachers, A through D. And there are varying numbers of teachers that enroll in each plan. Um, and so you'll see in the first column, you know, I show uh, what the new contribution rate would be for each plan, less the amount that is currently being contributed. So right now the current contribution is $600 for a single plan, $1,500 for a family plan. And so you'll see 10% under plan A for a single would be $947. Less the 600, that's $347 over the course of a year additional that teachers would have to, to contribute. And the same for family, it's 586 because a 10% would be 2,086. And then you can go down the plans and sort of see, I don't wanna go through each and every one, but do you understand what I'm getting at here is um, in the first column, that's the difference in the amount that teachers would have to pay in addition to what they contribute now. But you also have to factor in that health insurance contributions are pre-tax. So they're taken out as a benefit to folks to lessen the actual impact of it in your total paycheck. 
And so um, in talking with our payroll folks, that's roughly, you take the gross in the first column, the 347 and the 586, and you take 75% of that. And that's what the actual impact is in the check. Okay, so, you know, for plan A, it would actually be $260 per year in addition to what they contribute now. And uh, for a family plan, $440 more. And those numbers vary as you go down depending on the plans. Some are, uh, have higher utilization rates than others. And then I broke it down by check. So what's the actual impact to a teacher in their check? How much less? You know, we have to account for the fact that the significant increases that I've just shown to you, you know, a couple of minutes ago, and it's not that scary. You know, it's $12 per check in plan A for an individual plan. It's $20 per check for a family plan. Plan B, $4 for a single plan in addition. Now these are bi-weekly, so this is every two weeks. There are 21 and a half pays in our district. $16 per check for plan B, $5 in C, and $19 per check for a family plan under plan C. Plan D is $5 for an individual plan and $18 per check in a family plan. And so I feel it's, this is an instructive slide because you know I know that change can be scary. I know that going from a percentage to, or excuse me, a flat dollar amount to a percentage can be concerning. What does this mean? How much more money is it going to be? Well, this is it. This is it. Um, and when you take this and you balance it, the scales of, you know, how much am I really getting in terms of my salary increase, my bonus, the amount extra that I'm able to make versus what the district is asking for in terms of, of a concession on health insurance, it's like this. Okay, your salary is way up here and your health insurance is way down here. Okay. And this is to bring the fact finder brought this in line with looking at all of our regional districts, okay, and trying to um, to say, you know, where sort of, you know, where how are other teachers contributing? And he goes through that in the report and, you know, says 10% right now is, is a fair number. Other districts do contribute more. You know, Syracuse is between 10 and 27%, depending on how much you're in. Rochester's 15%, Williamsville's 15%. Other districts are at 10%. Um, and so, you know, I think it was a measured, reasonable compromise and also, and also delaying that until the start of next year and not having that kick in, you know, upon ratification, I think was a, was a fair and measured sort of balancing of these two issues. You know, and going back to the other slide, I think... You know, it's important to note starting salary is important from a recruitment standpoint. You know, we want to recruit the very best teachers into Buffalo. We'd have the second start, highest starting salary in the region. Colleagues, behind Lackawanna, under the fact finder's recommendation. And we remain very, very competitive in the early stages of a teacher's career. And are amongst one of the highest in the region. Okay, make no mistake about that. This contract is fair, it's competitive, it makes our district a very competitive for teachers to come to work from a financial standpoint. And so every day that goes by, teachers are significantly harmed financially. 
And if this impasse goes beyond July 1 of 2023, teachers will have to wait longer to reap the benefits of this contract. Because he didn't include and because the district has not proposed retroactive salary increases, if we get beyond July 1, that 8% is that salary increase for that year. You're then waiting longer to get that 6%, that 4%, that 3%. Okay? Teachers don't get that 8% until ratification of the agreement. And teachers will continue to have to contribute the $500 and the, or the $600 and the $1,500 regardless, you know, and every day that goes by, it hurts their bottom line. So our conclusions and next steps here. The district's current offer as modified by the fact finder immediately provides a fair and competitive compensation package to our teachers. We have made this offer to our teachers in recognition of the vital work they perform on behalf of our students each and every day. You have nothing to be ashamed of. This is not insulting. Okay? This is a fair, competitive compensation package that you've instructed me to go out and, and, and provide. That was recognized by the neutral objective third party that we had sitting at the table. Understanding the financial constraints that we are under. We're making a significant investment here. It's going to require us to, to tighten our belts. Okay? This is not something to be taken lightly or to be dismissive of. The district recommends, and I'm, I'm, I'm personally recommending to you, that you, you unanimously approve the resolution that's before you this evening. Okay, I think it sends, uh, you know, and you can you'll, I'll let you speak on it um, when, when it comes time. Now, we are scheduled to meet uh, tomorrow uh, afternoon at 1 o'clock. You know, I think the purpose and intent of that meeting will be to review the fact finders report and recommendations and dialogue about that and, and, and then discuss what our next steps are going to be. Uh, we have another meeting that is scheduled for next, uh, Phil, you, I don't know if you did this intentionally, Valentine's Day for crying out loud. I, I mean, I'll bring you some, uh, some, some chocolates. Yeah, I'll bring you, I'll bring you some chocolates. Um, so we're, we're going to, uh, uh, resume negotiations uh, and continue them next week on the 14th. And, and I truly hope uh, that this, this presentation has been informative uh, to, to you all as board members. Uh, and, you know, I'm free and here to answer any questions that you all may have um, of me based on the presentation. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, board members, you've heard the presentation. Does anyone uh, have any questions or statements that they'd like to say at this point? Mr. Uh, Vice President, can I ask one question? Uh, Mr. Kuzma, are you able to speak on the impact of the APR funds with this contract? Well, I, I mean, my understanding is, and Jim, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but that our last year of ARP ESSER is next year. You know, um, the extent in which we utilize them for this contract is going to, and we're able to utilize them for this contract is really dependent on when the contract is settled. So certainly the longer that it goes, 
um, the less likely we are to be able to utilize some, if any, of those funds to resolve this. Is that a fair statement, Jim? It's a fair statement, and there is no, uh, we've presented recently the revised RFSR budget. There is no money in RFSR budget for the teacher settlement. These funds will be paid from the general fund and from uh, grants funds where the teachers are funded. Yes, uh, board member Hurd. I just have one question. Uh, thank you for your presentation. It was very, very uh, filling and um, also uh, um, shows a lot of detail in all the work that the district and the union put together trying to uh, resolve this contract. Uh, I would just like to ask about the plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D of the health care insurance. Yes, sir. Hey, is there any more detail about those, those different plans of us uh, placing to the health care? Yeah, I mean, I can get, if the, if the board is interested, I can send you all the, the detailed plan information um, from co-pays that go in, deductibles, those sorts of things. They're all relatively similar. There are a few tweaks between them, but I certainly can get the board that information. Um, and I think all of them may be posted on our website as well. Um, but I will make sure to share those uh, with the board. And I do want to thank, before I forget, um, Tammy Holly-McGee, and her staff, Richard Thompson in particular, Jim Barnes and his staff, uh, John Bowen, uh, for their help uh, in assisting me in preparing this presentation. Thank you. Uh, Court member, So I just wanna have you clarify once again that coaching after school, summer school, that's a, that's a additional uh, to, you know, it's, a, it's additional monies, there's also gonna be uh, bonuses or raises or however you put it for each of these positions. Majority of the concerns that I'm receiving is around the summer school and around the sixth class that teachers are being asked to uh, teach a sixth class. And I don't, you know, I will not even begin to say that I understand where, you know, what all that means, but that is a, a huge concern, so. Yeah, the, the increases that are noted here uh, Ms. McCosey, the 8, 6, 4, and 3 apply to all those things. They apply to the hourly rate. They apply to the coaching stipends. They apply for things like after-school pay, summer pay. Um, the sixth period is a percentage of the teacher's salary, so of course that would be impacted as well by these percentages. Um, what I was noting is, is that in doing this calculation, I didn't take any of that into account. That's additional money that is impacted here um, that would make the number larger right yeah i just wanted to make sure that's clarified because you know phones never said that's right <laughs> any other questions so i will ask mine okay can you um mr kuzma speak to the fact finders uh findings regarding the bell time and also the opportunity to across the entire district have the best and experienced coaches provided to our students like they are in the suburbs? Yeah, um, you know, those were two priorities for the district that were also addressed by the fact finder. Um, you know, I'll speak with the, to coaching first. You know, as you know, the last time that we settled the contract, there was a committee that was established that developed an MOU uh, that didn't that wasn't approved. Um, 
And, you know, as part of this negotiation, the district has proposed adopting that MOU, or at least, you know, if you have concerns, tweaks uh, that you want to raise, like let's talk about them at the bargaining table and get this issue behind us. Um, the fact finder essentially found, you know, in a nutshell, keep working on it at, at, at the committee. Um, you know, Federation provide the district with your feedback. Uh, you know, and if not, you know, the MOU uh, looks good, you know. But he, he felt there were some concerns about whether this work would be taken away from teachers and whether they'd have the first priority that should be addressed. And so I think it's something we can work out, you know, as, as President Ramore said, I think it's something that we, 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 we can talk about, you know, and, and work through and, and find a path forward. On the bell times, um, you know, we had a proposal similar to what we did last contract that would allow the district to change the bell times uh, at the beginning of next school year and move to a three-tiered schedule. Uh, and also changing potential starting and ending times from teachers to 7.30, which right now it's 7.50, and then moving it back from 4.05 to 4.35. Um, and the fact finder recommended that those that the proposal be adopted, um, you know. And I know that that I'm, I I don't have specific feedback from from teachers, but I I do know that that is an item that they're concerned about, just from what I've you know heard at the bargaining table and heard from them. And I think that's another thing you know is a priority for us. We have to solve our bus driver shortage crisis, right? Um, in, in the least impactful way possible for everybody in the most responsible way. Um, you know, and it's something that, that the fact finders recommended and we're, we're, you know, eager to talk about it at the table. Uh, uh, I just want to finish this talk. And so um, for me, uh, to hear you say that the coach situation can be worked out at the table, and I am reminded of the committee that was formed and it did not happen. How can you assure this board that this issue will be addressed? Because um, if you're expecting us to, a, to sign off on a negotiation that has the same condition in it that you previously had, you don't have my vote, okay? So I need some clarity in regards to this issue. I need it to be clear in the contract before we move forward for me, because this is an issue that has existed during my children's years, okay, as well. And so this is an issue that uh, existed during my years in Buffalo Public School. And so um, we know, and why this is so important in case, and let's frame it, uh, one coach, one state-of-the-art coach has been able to uh, work and uh, get students to the level where uh, he has been able to get over $10 million in college scholarships for these children. This is a gateway out of poverty and out of the hood and out of, um, uh, 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 it's a gateway. And so any gateway or any barrier that interferes with our children getting to the next level, as you know, I am certainly uh, trying to work and eradicate that, okay? And I am very concerned about this issue. I'm not, I'm not falling for the playbook <laughs> that we played before, or the, okay? The hand we played before didn't work. I understand. Okay, so you need to be clear where I'm standing with that. I'm sorry, Mr. Hurd, uh, is your question on this point or something else? Because I think Jennifer's question is on this point. It's on this point. Okay. Okay. Jennifer can go first. Okay, Jennifer, uh, board member McCluskey. Um, I feel that um, 
the committee that was put together, the work that was done, it was impact. It was impactful because we had come to such an agreement with both the the federation and the district. We had the right people at the table, and it, it wasn't two years. It wasn't anything like that. And we had something substantial that was put on the table when it comes to the MOU. So I just really would like to see the the the. I, I don't know, like the urgency around that, because uh, it, it's important. I mean, the way that the teachers and the coaches came together from the BTF side and actually was leading what that rubric looked like. And, you know, whatever issues that was brought back to us, we, we worked out and brought to them. I really would like to publicly state that this isn't, a, this isn't an issue of seniority. This is an issue of our students. This is an issue where if someone played softball in seventh grade and someone else has actual experience in coaching that, but because they haven't been in the building that long, they don't have the opportunity to teach those children. Like this is the literal case scenario in a school. And I just would really like to point out there, I know I'm not making friends right now, but at the same time, this is supposed to be about our students and the youth. And when the BTF came to the table during this, it was one of the most productive committees I have been on in any instance ever. So I would really, I'm also in the same boat with you, President Cotman, like, let's get this done because our, our students are gifted and we're constantly not being recognized for the gifts that they bring to the table, the skill sets that the Buffalo Public Schools have to offer with our students. It's frustrating, to say the least. I mean, we're talking 2017, we started that committee. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Court Member Yes, uh, to piggyback off of that, I'd like to say that it's imperative that we take a deep dive into that MOU and try to find a way to get that resolved because our children are suffering. And I myself was a product of the Buffalo Public Schools, and I know that there's thousands of people who could have went uh, to Division One, Division Two, and Division Three colleges that they have proper training, coaching, and mentoring uh, throughout this process. And we're losing children by the wayside. And this district is far behind other districts in the, in the United States in the way that we reach out to our children through athletics. And we know the importance of athletics and how it helps our children gravitate with their grades and it helps them, uh, it motivates them, excuse me, it motivates them to come to school. And it also, it gives them uh, uh, a chance, a spirit of, of actually um, working together in, in competition and succeeding. And uh, these are the elements that they need to receive these Division I scholarships. And also, uh, as we work to better our system and build our alumni also. So uh, if we can, let's please um, get that resolved. And I, I ask for both parties to, to really, really sit down and have that iron out talk of what we can do to satisfy this, to work better for our kids and our community. And the second thing I just want to ask was, uh, I heard you said in your report that um, our starting salary is only second to Lackawanna. But reading the fact kind of report also, does it also state that we're only second to Williamsville in salaries, um, to which is above Syracuse? Yeah, well, in, in, in one of the areas that at a certain point, at 20-year mark, we're behind Williamsville. Um, but he notes in the report that as terms of starting salary, we're above Akron, we're above Williamsville, we're above Hamburg, um, you know, and I think there's one other district that he notes in there. So it, what he's pointing out is this is a very competitive, you know, package. That's right, that's right. Um, 
but in terms of the athletics, you know, and I do want to point out that we do have great coaches in this yes, district, we right? We, we've got, I don't want to name them by name, Bennett football coach, you know, great coach. Uh, one of the best in Western New York, if not New York State uh, in the region. We've got the soccer coach from Lafayette that we had the pleasure of seeing introduce his team uh, at the last board meeting. You know, I know the coach, a volleyball coach at City Honors, I think she recently retired in the softball coach, Set, you know, top flight coach. All of which are all of which are Buffalo teachers. You know, um, this isn't about whether it's a teacher or not. It's ensuring, to the best of our ability, that we, as adults, are putting the best teachers and instructors for athletics in front of our children, and that it's based on qualification and the ability to do that job. And the mission that you have tasked me with is getting that done. That's why we made it amongst our top four priorities. It is a top priority, and we intend to bring resolution to it to a way that, you know, that's it, this board has to vote on the contract that is satisfactory to you. Um, and I know what that task is, and so that's the work that I have to do with the superintendent and our team at the bargaining table. The message is clear, and I've got it. trust and to activate partnerships 
whereas the board reaffirms its commitment to students and recognizes that teachers are a critical component in the educational system. Whereas the board reaffirms its commitment to productive relationships with all its union partners and to ensuring all union partners have fair contracts as represented by the settling of 10 out of 11 union contracts. Whereas the board and the Buffalo Teacher Federation recognize and declare that providing quality integrated education for the children of the city of Buffalo is their mutual aim. Whereas, the parties have agreed to negotiate in good faith with respect to the terms and conditions of employment for all of the teaching personnel employed by the board. Whereas, on June 23rd of 2022, the district requested that the Public Employment Relations Board, PERB, appoint a fact finder pursuant to Section 209 of the Civil Service Law to assist the parties in reaching a successor agreement and the PERB then appointed a fact finder which was accepted, not objected, by both parties. Whereas on January 30th, 2023, after months of receiving evidence and argument from both parties, the fact finder issued a report and recommendations to both parties and whereas within a day of receiving the fact finder report and recommendations, the Buffalo Teachers Federation outright rejected the recommendations contained in the fact finder's report. Therefore, be it resolved that the board supports the superintendent and her negotiating team as they pursue a fair contract for teachers that also ensures the long-term fiscal stability of the Buffalo Public Schools so that students' educational welfare and access to a quality public school education is protected and be it therefore resolved that the Buffalo Board of Education supports and directs the district's negotiating team to follow the recommendations proposed by the impartial and unbiased fact finder appointed by the PERB per section 209 of the Civil Service Law. May I have a motion? So moved. So moved. Second by board member. Is there any need to have any further discussion on this subject? His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.